Please listen carefully. And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two guys who bring forks to medieval times, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, it is our favorite thing to do once a month. It's time for Nerd Alerts. Nerd Alerts, Nerd Alerts, Nerd Alerts. It is fun because this it makes me feel like the the random scrolling and scrolling, forever scrolling that I do on the internet yeah. actually is productive. Yeah. Have you made it to the end of the internet yet? I've been trying real hard. I know. Yep. Although I only usually get to about page seven of Google. Yeah. Especially nowadays, because it's all the same. It used to be like page 10, 12, you could find some weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the double digit pages, Yeah, those days are gone. That makes yeah. me sad. Right. Damn you, SEO. Yeah. Now it's too optimized. Now you can't get the random stumble upon. I know. It's like, why are you giving me this? Remember, image searches used to be like that, too. Yeah. You'd go down the image search, and like maybe like the first page <laughs> usually had what you want, but when you scrolled the page up, you'd be like... Why is there a horse in here when I was searching for like like boat propellers? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> boat propellers. Yeah. Good. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's why I've kind of this is so nerdy way to start off, but it's nerd alerts. Uh, that's why I switched to Bing because Bing's kind of like the dumb younger brother now. Mm-hmm. Like it hasn't caught up to Google. It's still like, yeah, I can get you search results. This is what you're looking for, right? And it's never right, <laughs> but it's better than Google's. Like, here's the eight results you get. So uh-huh. random tangent. Yeah, no, it's good. I like it. Yeah, use Bing. Bing it. That'll never be a thing. Um, <laughs> nerd alerts for February. Oh, we're some, gonna ha- some algorithm's gonna pick it up, and we're gonna hey, Bill Gates, we'll work for you. Come yeah, on. yeah, let's do it. It's Microsoft, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna start off the way we usually do with some trailer news, but there's only one really to talk about. Oh, yeah, I mean, stuff kind of. We're in the slow time. It is post holiday uh, still for post holidays, and then. Pre summer blockbuster. True. Oscars are happening, so there's a little bit of that's like end of year movie buzz. Right. And Um, then this is when they put like the art house movies out, isn't it? Yep. And TV gets a big push because it's the new season. Mm -hmm. Not as as how it used to be on on broadcast TV. You'd be like, here's what's coming in the fall. Oh, yeah, man. Big to do. The big to do. I remember that. Now it's just drops. It's like, ooh, when is our favorite artist going to drop his album? It's like, oh, Witcher. Getting that TV guide. There you go. Looking through the TV guide. <laughs> I was thinking about TV guide the other day because tell me you're old without telling me you're old. I know, right? But I was thinking about it because you had told me that Pluto TV has the MST3K like on demand stuff. Yes. So I've been digging around there, having some fun with that, and I was like, how do I know all the words to the theme songs? Like the when it's not. It's at the beginning of the show, True. so you had to be there when the show started. Yes. But I fell in love with the show before there was on-demand or streaming, so that meant I had to be in front of the TV at the time the show started. Yes. So that meant I had to look at the TV Guide to see when it was on. True. Yeah, so that made me think nostalgically of TV Guide because you'd look <laughs> through it and you'd be like looking through, okay, when's the MSG3? Oh, 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 it's showing at this time. Oh, and at this time, so if I miss it, yes, I can watch it. 
over this time. Yeah, especially for shows that would rerun in the gaps between new episodes. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, oh, wait, no, it's a rerun this week. And then you check it. It's like, oh, the new episode's this week. They, they used to be put there. rerun, too, yeah, yeah. on there. Yeah. So you wouldn't waste your time. <laughs> it was appointment viewing. You got appointments to keep. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm glad you're digging Pluto TV. It does yeah. bring back the, a little bit of that TV mm-hmm. guy nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I would say, though, that it was probably the lead into whatever MST3K was is the reason you caught the intro. Because I kind of like MST3K was like relatively late night programming for a long time. I don't remember. I wish I remember. Because that's how I always remember catching it. Because I think like it was like Comedy Central or something. And it would be, I think it was The Daily Show that yeah. I was watching. And then it would lead into MST3K. Oh, really? which, something like the that. Daily Show. That and it's an awesome theme song. So it gets stuck in your head. Yeah. Uh, but we're talking about trailers and tangents and all good stuff. Uh, the trailer for this week in our er, slightly lacking movie news, but this is a big one. Everybody was waiting for it. We've seen uh, tidbits of it, but now it is real. It is live action. It is in the actual flesh, and it is Avatar The Last Airbender. Again. Again, for the third try. Yes. Yeah. For a second try at a movie, third time at this story. Yes. Um, Initial thoughts? So, I mean, trailers are hard because... Trailers always look good. Yes. Even for like the worst things. It's true. They're, if the trailer guy is doing his job. Right. right yeah. Exactly. I mean, it looks good. That Avatar Last Airbender is a sort of blind spot for me. Gotcha. I saw a little bit of it uh, years ago. My kids kind of took a run through it. So I know the basic premise I got you. of there's like earthbenders and, and basically they're just elemental mages. Mm-hmm. But it's like... Tons of them, yes. which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I I know the basic basis of the lore, and then I know that everyone hates M. Night Shyamalan, the ding-dong, <laughs> for like ruining a property. Well, it was, the, it was just the twist ending that Aang was dead the whole time. Most yeah. people didn't like that. Yeah. Um, no, wait, that was Sixth Sense, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I see dead people. <laughs> and dead flying bison. Oh, wait, no, wait, no. The kid who saw dead people also said Walker told me I had a <laughs> same kid. And he was Forrest Gump Jr. And had two uncles that raised lions. Yes. Yeah. He had a weird life. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, Haley Joel. <laughs> no, I'm with you. And like that is the thing. So M. Night Shyamalan is the last taste that people have in their mouths with Avatar. Yeah. And that is a notorious that's a an example you can point to of, wow, this was a huge swing and a miss. Mm-hmm. This was a bomb. Everybody tried to forget it happened. It tried to bring back, they had a campaign where it was like normalize the erasure of bad movies because of this. <laughs> but it didn't happen. Everybody, you know, everybody's like, yeah, it, it came out, came and went, and blah. And it was always a sticking point for Avatar fans being like, our story is awesome, but they still haven't done it right. Yeah. Which they did it right in the cartoon. It's just a shame that most people aren't really, car- well, you know, it's give or take if you're cartoon friendly. Yeah, what I know of the, is it an anime? Is it from Japan or is it American in the style of? I believe anime? it's all, I believe it's all American. Really? hmm Wow. I don't think this has any origin in uh, Eastern media. Is that like one of those ones that our good friend um, Spazzo had on, didn't he have that? Was it? It would is, be, it would fit in his argument yeah. for sure. Is this an anime? Yep. Cause they've not? done the full on, like they've given it the manga treatment. They've put books and stuff out. Yeah. But I believe it's all like start to finish Nickelodeon. So, oh, wow. Yep. That's, or that's, Nickelodeon eventually had the rights to it. But the, 
So what I saw in the trailer, the only thing that worries me is something that always worries me. Yep. Is child actor. Because, I mean, you can get like a Haley Steinfeld in True Grit and be like, holy crap, who is this kid? Yep, lightning in you a bottle. Yep. Or you can get a bad one. I don't. I can't even think. That there's just too many bad ones. Yes. And those movies aren't famous because they're bad. Yeah. And it's not that they're bad. It's just, oh, they're kids. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, <laughs> I always, was it you who says that? Someone said it to me that it's like child actors creep me out because <laughs> especially when you see them, like when you see them on those talk show interviews and stuff. Yes. And they act like little professionals. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're 12. You should not be acting this way. Yeah. That sounds like a, a Brad point. But yeah, I think that's that guy, Brad. I would definitely yeah, co-sign our, that because it is a little announcer. weird. Yeah. It's like you, you should be like on a playground, like yeah. throwing rocks at something, yeah. not using lugubrious in a sentence <laughs> on a talk show. You know, like <laughs> yeah, wearing a little suit, using lugubrious. <laughs> yeah. I thought about going method, but really at the end, it's like, what? No, no. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, anyway, that always worries me. I'm like, oh, it's a kid. Because I know he is a kid, but you can get away with that thing where you can find the youngish-looking actor. Yes. To your point, so yes, Aang in the show is a very young child. Yeah. That is on the character. And to the credit of the crew behind this live-action coming to Netflix show is that he spot-on looks like him, and Mm. he's super young. Yeah. He looks like he's 10. Yeah. But you could have done what they kind of were successful with with Luffy. Luffy is young. Yeah. As a character, but it's sort of indeterminate. You right. know, he is a little bit older as a character compared to Aang. Yeah. On principle. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't tell you how old the, the main actor for, you know, Luffy is. He yeah. could be 23 doing the 90s high school student yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. or it could be age appropriate, you yeah. know? So they could have done that here, but it, it seems like they went on the nose yeah, to match a, it up with a kid. So yeah. that always worries me. You never know how that's going to play. True. The, his his buddies, sorry, I don't know everyone's <laughs> names. Saka and Katara. Yeah, they seem very much like what I saw in the few viewings of the show. I got you. Um, especially young Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, I got those vibes. He, and that's uh, the, that's the character that's, yeah. the, that's coming through from the, yeah. the property. Yeah, so that seemed appropriate. Mm-hmm. It seemed to be on brand. I got you. As you say. But... Yeah, I don't know, but this would be a fun one for me to watch because I only have, like I said, a real passing knowledge of it. Gotcha. So going in and seeing it this way would be neat. I never saw the Shyamalan one because, you know, everyone was so enraged and said, worthless, (laughs) which, and we weren't doing the podcast back then, and I wasn't trying to have an enlightened view of see for yourself. That's true. It might be for you. Well, um, this is the kind of funny catch-22 about it. I don't think Avatar would be as talked about if it weren't for that M. Night Shyamalan movie. Wow. So yeah. take that for what it is. And but. also it's weird that it has the same name as the thing that Jim Cameron did. <laughs> Avatar, the way of water. The yeah. way of bender. I mean, the water yeah. bender. No. Oh. So confusing. Yeah. Guess it wasn't copyrighted. Well, it's also James Cameron. He probably just didn't care. <laughs> it's like... You can send a, a cease and desist to my address at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. <laughs> or he's just like, I have all the here. How much? How much is it going to cost? I'm glad to hear that as a sort of a casual fan, you have interest in the show. 
I do. Because it does seem like, at least from the diehards, everybody, fan and non-fan alike, are interested. Yeah. You know, so that that is a point in its favor. I was trying to think about it. Like, this trailer bugged me, and I'm only a, maybe more of a fan compared to you, but still a casual fan compared yeah. to the people that are online mm-hmm. still talking about the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I started picking up on a trend that, for some reason, when Hollywood goes like real and lifelike, mm-hmm. it goes dark and muddy. Oh yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I guess it was kind of yeah. Like, and, and there are very cool effects in here, and you get all the powers, and I think that's design-wise. If I'm using my design brain, mm-hmm. the powers stand out if you make the background darker. Oh, you yeah, know, there is that sort of cinematic element to it. Like, if you're sitting in a dark theater, it won't look as mm-hmm. dark. So there are that justifications to it. But when I think about the show, it's a cartoon. Yeah. And it's bright and it's colorful. Yeah. And I, I don't remember the M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> color spectrum, but like that just seems off to me. Right. But a deliberate decision. So it is deliberate, but it has been a trend with a lot of things. And there's been stuff that's not doing it. Like One Piece doesn't do that. Yes. One Piece is very bright and colorful. We just reviewed and saw Godzilla minus one that had appropriate lighting. Yes. Even Godzilla rampaging. True. They didn't make it any darker. It's like it was a nice day in but, Tokyo. Yeah, they, they didn't make it rainy to hide up the CGI. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. So, I don't know. I, like, it does seem like the, the design is all there. The characters mm-hmm. look great. It does, the, the tone fits. I was just thinking, it was like, that does seem to be like, Push the push the real gritty button, you know. Yeah. Like we're I think, making this real life. I think a lot <laughs> of it does have to do with that. There's just those one button filters <laughs> in the programs they use now. It's probably true, yeah. You know, when before they used to have to like do it because I remember Saving Private Ryan. They did color grading. Was one of the first times they ever did color grading in that because he wanted to look like oh yeah yeah that era like mm-hmm. World War II mm-hmm. kind of washed out. And uh, I remember that being a big deal. Oh, and, you know. So then they're like, <laughs> then like Spielberg likes it. Make it a make it a filter that you can just put a pull down on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's probably I don't use those programs, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's like you know the private Ryan filter. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, like and there's like that's a whole design thing. We're gonna get on a design tangent, but the orange and blue action movie poster, like it is a thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like oh, action and orange and blue convey action. Boop, filter yeah. done. Yeah. No, that's so funny. So yeah, I, I did get a little bit of vibe of that from here, but it does look like they are doing Avatar justice. Mm-hmm. It is the Fire Nation attacking again. Like it is the story we know, but um, that was always Avatar's strong point. If you got into the cartoon and gave the silly characters time, there is a really cool lore and mythology and story under there. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're bringing that to the front because there's a lot going on in this trailer. Mm-hmm. Coming out in February on what? Netflix. What happened to the Airbenders? What do you mean? Well, he's the last one. Where'd they go? He's the last one, but he's back. You saw him in the trailer. He comes out of the ice. So yeah. uh, the, the 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 benders do, they. it's like a Highlander kind of thing. It is yeah. a, a, a mantle, a Black Panther, if you will. Mm. It's not necessarily the one and true. It kind of is in some regards, but hmm. there, there's wibbly wobbly stuff in there. Yeah. Cool. It is very cool. It's Shaolin monks with superpowers. Come on now. It's Kung Fu and Marvel. What more do you want? People were just like, ah, he's weird. He's bald, bald kid with an arrow on his head. It's like, yeah, it lights up when he gets mad. <laughs> oh, yeah. So February 22nd, coming out soon. Check it out. 
that's it for trailers, but uh, not, not the end of my alerts. Here's another one to make other people grumpy. Ubisoft says, get used to not owning games. <laughs> Did you hear about this? No. Okay. So, uh, director of subscriptions, Felipe Tremblay. Okay. Uh, for Ubisoft. Um, has basically gone on to say that because Netflix and crew have gotten people used to DVDs no longer being a thing, yeah. that Ubisoft is now essentially intentionally gearing towards no more physical media and no more really owning the things you buy. It's, they're hoping to go as subscription as they can. Oh, so not even being able to buy it and download it? That's it. You mm. you pay for access to the property. Mm. And then when you don't want access to it, or when you're finished with it, is their yeah. argument, you know, you play it, you're done, you move on. Then you, you stop yeah. paying the, the mm. service for it. I mean, is that what Steam is? It is what's... Well, no, Steam, you get your library. Okay, that's and true. And you can play offline. There are, that's I mean, right, there are right. some online-only games that do require... Yeah. internet access but it, steam as a whole i don't think requires a constant connection for, right to blame okay yeah you're right here's the direct quote though one of the things we saw is that gamers are used to a little bit like dvd having and owning their games that's the consumer shift that needs to happen they got comfortable not owning their cd collections or dvd collections that's a transformation that's been a bit slower to happen in games as gamers grow comfortable in that aspect, you don't lose your games. If you resume your game at another time, your progress file is still there. That's not been deleted. You don't lose what you've built in the game or your engagement with the game. So it's about feeling comfortable with not owning your game. Mm. A very mm. businessy jargon argument. Yeah. Well, I see. And then they say subscription, but subscription always makes me think of a magazine. And the magazine would come to your house and you'd have it. <laughs> That's true. But then you can also subscribe to cable unless you record it. That goes away when you it. stop. Yeah. Wow. And it is the new trend. He's not wrong. I mean, Netflix, Hulu, all of that. It is. And right. Well, I mean, I, uh, yeah. What you going to do? <laughs> Progress. Time marches on. I mean, I like having the physical thing, but I mean, if it's going to be available, if I can get it and play it. True. Because that's the thing, you know, I was like, I was kind of like with DVDs, I was like, I like to have my DVD and DVD collection. But it started getting to a point where just with smart TVs, yes, you can pretty much find anything mm -hmm. and rent it from somebody's got it that you can rent it from. As fast as it would take you to get up off your butt, go to the DVD shelf and pop it into the DVD yeah, player. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah, and a lot faster than going to Blockbuster or the corners. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. yeah, but that's what we were used to do. So that's a fun convenience. And the only time I've... The last time I sought out a DVD were the Christmas movies we watch just because why rent them every single year? Yeah, you have them. Mm-hmm just to have them mm -hmm. because that way it's a cost benefit thing. True. We're going to watch it every year. Might <laughs> as well own it and stand up paying for it every single time. There you go. But video games. Yeah. Video games like you play them and you beat them and then they just go up on the shelf. Yeah. And I'm not really, I'm not even a, you know me, I'm not even really a movie rewatch often person. Gotcha. I'm kind of a, that was good. Fun. So I have, a, I have a whole bunch of games that I don't think I'll ever touch again. <laughs> a valid. Since I, I get it, sort of. Yeah, I'm of, I'm of two worlds. I understand both. I got a foot in both 
camps. Yeah, and that is the weird part. It's a logical argument on both sides. Yeah. Like, he's not wrong. Like, people are used to, like, DVDs are no longer a thing as much as they mm-hmm. used to be. And nobody seems to miss them all that much, you know? Yeah. There's still a collection, there's still collectors out there and still a market for it, but it's not as prevalent as it once was. As long as it's going to download something to make it work quickly. Because I've noticed that, because I have Game Pass on the Xbox. Yes. And you can play it through the cloud. Mm-hmm. And I do have a fast enough connection that I don't really notice it that much. But I do notice that you can either download it or you can play it on the cloud. And it's more stable when you download it. Yeah, yeah, I got you. And I know that sometimes it's not even fully downloaded. It's just, it's much like how the disc was. It's just kind of a key play file or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something for the buffer, the cache. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so as long as they can guarantee me it's not going to be spotty because of the cloud stuff. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I have the luxury of having a fast connection. Some people don't. True. And that's what I worry about is the people who don't have the best internet mm-hmm. and then they're having to deal with lag and... I know it really stinks on like those battle royale games and stuff. Oh, for sure. Because what happened is in, in, in my house, I know I'm talking about me a lot, but <laughs> this is an experience. We upgraded our internet to be fast, a lot faster. And then also I plugged the Xbox directly into the modem. Yep. Uh, so it's not even coming through Wi-Fi. It's just coming straight through. And over the Christmas break, my kids got on a, a kick to go back to Fortnite again. Nice. Which they hadn't played in years. I was I was by design, but I'm glad it worked. Yeah, and and they were and they were like, they kept winning a lot, and they're like, "What's going on?" They're like, are, "Are we just like that good now?" And I was like, "I was like, I don't know, man. I was like, it might be that our connection is quicker than you're used to it being." So yeah, you got a faster ping now. Yeah, <laughs> that is pretty funny. Now I would say they just got better. They, they got good, maybe, but they really haven't been like playing it consistently. So they're like, then, then then they were they were worried because they didn't want to like sandbag, mm-hmm. and they were worried because they couldn't find their old account, so they had to make new ones. So they're like, they're like, well, I think they might be pairing us with people who don't know what's going on. <laughs> That's called smurfing, and it's allowed. It's yeah. not exactly smiled upon. It is frowned upon by some, but it's still fun. Yeah. Well, accidental smurfing isn't smurfing. That's is it? it. I don't know. You'd have to ask a smurf. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, they got back into Fortnite. They did a big hold classic push. It's like we're bringing old Fortnite back. It was pretty fun. I think that's what the thing was is that they they didn't like the having to build aspect of Fortnite. Gotcha. Uh, they like the battle royale stuff, mm-hmm. but they never got into like the Call of Duties and stuff because that was too not cute. Yeah, yeah. Because they yeah. they were big Overwatch guys, which Overwatch is kind of anime y. It's way more it's, fun when it's, it's yeah. Um, so as soon as they came out with this new old slash version of Fortnite, yep. uh, where you don't have to build stuff and it's just Battle Royale, so it's just Call of Duty, but cute. Yeah. Yeah. No, that I can dig it. As far as Ubisoft is concerned, we'll have to wait and see. They are notori- notorious for having a whole bunch of bugs in their games. We had a slide about it in our Nerd Talk radio. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> so as far as like the, the consistent quality of digital offerings that yeah. I, I, I take that with a grain of salt. Well, I mean, I guess they can just be constantly working on it. Well, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's what they're going to do now. Yeah. They're going to put it out and be like, we're working on it. Yeah, it's coming next month. 
And yeah, like it, it raises my hackles because it does get rid of the old thing of letting your friends borrow games. And like, yeah, and like the collecting aspect of it is great. I understand that I'm less of a collector these days. That that just happens. Yeah. Um, but I totally get it when it comes to video games. I totally get having the collection of like I've beaten these and I'm getting to these. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I still yeah. do that with books. The I, books. Yeah. I have way more books than I need to read than I have read. Right. But in just in general, I. Like the subscription going for money model just always strikes me as, oh, this is just bad for everybody. Right. Like I do think, you know, like the points about your get your saver will always be there and you can always download it and pick it back up. And that's valid. Even for things you want to watch today, it's really hard to find things that aren't digitally there. Mm-hmm. And it's usually lost to time for some reason or another. That'll happen with some games, but for the majority, they will still be there. But just the fact that they could be like, oh, well, we don't own the rights to it or some, you know, we don't have this anymore. Whereas if you had it, you could always have it. Mm-hmm. The fact that it could just be rescinded based on the whim of a corporation is still too much like God mode button for me. It's true. Yeah. Like, oh, you stopped paying. You, you stopped paying the tithe to Ubisoft Church. You no longer get our blessings. That's true. Cut off from the video games. Mm-hmm. But. Well, you know that there's going to be some fun guys out there who are going to figure out how to get the stuff yeah the straw hats yeah we like them (laughs) and it like that that's a lot of the conversation i've seen based around this is like you can go ahead and do this business model but we don't think it's going to play out how you think it is right we'll see how it goes well i mean you had napster and then now everyone's fine with spotify (laughs) it's true and i'm not sure what the break was there's a breaking point there's an interesting discussion to have that we're not prepared to have but there was an interesting break point because Napster happened, and then Apple Music tried to do that model, Mm -hmm. and it didn't really work. Yep. But then Spotify nailed it somehow. Mm -hmm. Weird. And then Tidal tried to do it, and it's successful enough to stay alive, but not successful enough to overtake the other two. It is really bizarre. It is bizarre. But I'm not worried about it, because the Dead Kennedys used to send out, when they put out an album on cassette... I forget which album. I wish I could pull it. I would make it so much cooler. But they did, <laughs> they did put out an album on cassette that was the album on one side and blank on the other side. And it says, tape recording is killing the music industry. Do your part and record something on this side. Oh, and that's how they <laughs> sent out the retail copies of their cassette. So, And music industry is still here. Yeah. They didn't get destroyed. So it, it is a different conversation, that whole Spotify conversation. But I know it's a whole... It's, but it's so ubiquitous that I ran into someone... Who was like, I use Apple Music, and I went, really? <laughs> that is, it's like the old days. Like, I use a Zune. It's like, what? Well, yeah, yeah, right. You mean in a weird iPod? Did they come out with an iPod I didn't know right. about? No, Zune. It's great. It's like, sure, okay. It was like those people who use laser discs when DVDs started coming out. That's it. Yeah. I still use a laser disc. You're like, what? They were so cool looking. They were giant CDs. Yeah. It was it was futuristic because they were big and shiny. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, oh, you got to flip it over like a vinyl, pl- <laughs> <laughs> like a vinyl to watch your movie. Oh, time for side B of the movie. <laughs> I tried to get rid of away from that with DVDs. Man, oh. no, man, I got one that'll flip it over for you. <laughs> oh yeah, all those. Yeah, so funny. Uh, and slightly better video game CEO quote news. Uh, the CEO for Sony. Uh, especially with the head of PlayStation, uh, has gone on to say that they are looking to expand to make PlayStation content available for PC, mobile, and cloud, get mm-hmm. more into cloud gaming like mm-hmm. you were talking about. Um, but theirs is less subscription-based because he doesn't see that as a way forward, but more on a pay-on-demand kind of thing. Oh, okay. Which, 
it has its own downfalls, you know. But he is talking more like if you get into a game, you pay the fee to access the extras or online of that game. And when you're done with that game, so you're done with the extra payment. But nothing about rescinding Hmm. the purchase of said game. One's going Netflix and one's going like voodoo. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting that we have two sort of players in that game. (laughs) But we'll see how it plays out. Are you playing anything lately? Any video games? Anything you want to recommend? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for Christmas, I got the new Xbox Series X. Yeah. Which is super cool. And I have been playing. It's on Game Pass right now. There is a three-pack, a trilogy of the Shadowrun games. Ooh, yeah. They're from a while back. Shadowrun's old school, isn't it? Yeah. These are like newer ones, but still old. Oh, gotcha. And it's like the three-quarters view. I don't even know what you call them. The three-quarters view turn-based game Diablo style thing. yeah yeah and it's it's super fun you can tell that they're using the Shadowrun system to build it yeah yeah it's always fun to me those video games where they're like well there's just this there's this gaming system already let's just put it into the computer <laughs> yeah uh and it just i used to play a lot of Shadowrun in the 90s and it's it's spot on. Everything's right. That's awesome. So it's giving you a little bit of nostalgia bomb yeah. too. Does it? Because it, it has all the. I, I'd imagine the places and players yeah. from the old Shadowrun stuff. The still. lore's right. The first game is in Seattle, where it's originally set. The second game, what I'm playing now, is in Berlin, Ooh. which is fun. And yeah. the third game, which I haven't started yet, is in Hong Kong. Nice. And Shadowrun's like the cyberpunk equivalent. Like it's the bionics and stuff. Yeah, basically what they did was it's the simplest concept that's such a brilliant concept that I love Mm -hmm. is that it's basically Dungeons and Dragons races. You got humans, elves, dwarves, trolls, and orcs. Nice. But they're in a future cyberpunk world. Yeah, there's technology. Yeah, cyberpunk. Hell yeah. So it's cyberpunk fantasy, which is great. I love it. I love the lore. I love the fact it's, I think, 2023 is when stuff started going down. Oh, fun. Because because er- <laughs> everything was normal, yeah. and then like the world started getting magical again. Yeah, the day magic came back. So, whatever, yeah, yeah, the day magic came back, and people started giving birth to dwarves and elves, <laughs> like fantasy dwarves. I know there's actual dwarves, but you know, Little fantasy, people, yes. uh, fantasy dwarves and elves, and then, then during puberty, people started turning into orcs and trolls. Even after they were born elves and dwarves? No, they'd be born humans. Oh, okay. Oh, but then humans and then and puberty then, is their transformation. Yeah, puberty is when you, they were transformed into orcs and trolls. A little lazy, but I like it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great bit. Yeah. No, that's fun. Yeah. I have to check it out. That's great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. On a similar note, I, because you've been talking Warhammer so much, I saw that they had a new Warhammer game out called Rogue Trader. Uh, and it's actually the same setup. It's the isometric view. Yeah, it's a computer RPG where it's Diablo, but uh, it's it's Warhammer RPG, and it's great. I'm I'm learning the lore and I'm learning oh, cool, all about yeah. the world, and it, it's 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 two for it's a great game to play, but also it's it's Warhammer. Warhammer video games have been hitting hard lately. Um, a few years back, Warhammer got like a a new CEO or president or something. Okay, um, Henry Cavill. No. Game, <laughs> yeah, Games Workshop did. And I guess the previous guy was very, well, how do we want to call it, resistant to doing anything other than just this is the game. Yes. And that's it. And that's what we do. Not Didn't want to expand the brand. 
Um, Makes sense. But the new guy they have is like, yeah, no, this is how we live because tabletop gaming is questionable in the future. That makes sense. And we have all this great lore and this great property. Let's go ahead and start plugging it into anywhere we can. I mean, you can get action figures now and video game. There's so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. Super cool because I've always liked it. And that, but that also answers that adds to because I was curious last time what why Warhammer hasn't gotten as big of a push as everything else. But that explains it if the main guy behind it was a little bit protective of yeah. it. Yeah. That makes sense. It was very um Bill Watterson. Oh yeah. With it. Hey, as you know. as any artist is allowed to yes. be. This is a tabletop game and will always be a tabletop game and only a tabletop game. But as somebody that's getting the benefit of Warhammer now because yeah. it's no longer just a tabletop game, I do say thank you. Yes. You- it's it's a good idea because especially since they make most of their money off the models, not the game system. That's it. And 3D printing is kind of destroying that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Got to expand. Got to evolve or die. Yeah. <laughs> but Rogue Trader is a lot of fun and it's nice and crunchy. It's got dice rolling in it and it's turn-based. Ooh, I love it. So, yeah. Uh, because everybody else is apparently playing uh, Pal World recently, which is the Pokemon ripoff. I don't know if you heard about this, no, but... No. I played it for a little bit. I don't get what the buzz is. Maybe that makes me sound like an old, and that's yeah. fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, why? Why is this so popular? But it is smashing Steam, Steam sales, uh, PC sales. Uh, it's it's setting records for number of concurrent players in one weekend. It's made like three billion dollars already, oh. and it's all because somebody ripped off Pokemon and made it available on PC instead of just Nintendo. Oh, okay. Well, it's the new Among Us. It's the new Fall Guys. It really is. Next, next, next. <laughs> they, they, the trends happen so quick now. It's crazy. It's interesting to see what what survives mm-hmm. and what what stays around. Because Among Us now is like I don't even know. If, you know. I'm sure there's still kids that are you know yeah. that's their the whole identity. But yeah. it was a, a flash in the pan like a number of mm-hmm. them. Uh, this one is funny to watch just because of that sort of uh, meta context to it because Nintendo's now involved, you know, because it's IP and all that. But it kind of isn't because it's also was built with AI to get away from that. So mm. there's a lot of context surrounding this that makes it more interesting. <laughs> the game itself is fun. It's sort of, it's Fallout 77, but add in uh, Pokemon that help you build your fort oh. and build guns for you and oh. then are now your army. So oh. it's a level, it's like, it really is like, when I played it, it felt like Fallout meets Pokemon. But... That being said, it's an okay game. It's cur- I'm more curious about the surrounding effects than the actual game. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, but it is video game season. We, we talked about our video games. We talked about uh, video game companies. And now there's so many more video game media coming. Mm-hmm. First in the works is we're getting a Minecraft movie. Yeah. Have you heard about this? Yet? I have heard about the Minecraft movie. <laughs> you probably heard that Jason Momoa is... Gonna be the lead in the Minecraft. Really? Movie. Yeah, Jason Momoa is Steve. Oh, I thought Jack Black was gonna be in it. He is in it. Okay. He is cat. He is a- he is cast, but Jason Momoa has been given the this the lead status for. Really? Uh, yeah. That's for, terrible. That's for terrible. head billing. That's terrible. <laughs> I'd imagine Jack Black is gonna get the the lost uh, the lost traveler the the lost villager that okay. comes in clutch in the second act. Weird. Yeah. Steve is like supposed to be Steve, mm-hmm. like the everyman. Jason Momoa is not an everyman. I love him. I think he's great. Yes. He seems like a great guy. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hang out with him, but he's not a Steve. He doesn't seem like a Steve. Doesn't even seem like a Jason. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Momoa part works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, the Momoa Samoa, yeah. Yeah, but I don't, yeah. If, if I was going to make a Steve, I'd pick some, like, one of the, he would be, like, a more athletic. Not, not well, not that Jason Momoa is not athletic, but not, like, built. Yes. Like, just kind of that athletic. The fit. Yeah, like a fit kind of. Like Luke Wilson. Yeah, okay. Luke Wilson would be a Steve. Or even his brother, Owen Wilson. Very true. Would be a Steve. Yeah. They're fit. They could be athletic, but they're not overly so. Yes. They still have the little bit of schlub about them. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's how I always... Steve, like... Because I, I, I think that works because Luke Wilson was a guy in Idiocracy. Who yes. was supposed to be like the average American guy. That's true. And that's what I think of Steve. That would that would that fits absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I can dig it. Not Jason Momoa. No, he's. Yeah. You know, well, we also say you know it seems like it doesn't fit for. I mean, Minecraft is a sandbox open world video game that yeah. doesn't have a story. That's true. Yeah. It's it's later no developed some lore and they built onto the world, but Minecraft as just Minecraft is the player's decision. There was a story written by Max Brooks. Um, Mel oh, Brooks the guy that did son. World War Z. Yeah, and Mel Brooks' son. Where it literally, I think he played Minecraft and just wrote down what happened to him. Oh, okay. And it, it was a little, it was a nice little adventure story. And he, he was able to to translate it from yeah, because, afternoon of video gaming into yeah, he epic did, adventure. Yeah, yeah, because he did it like uh, he washed up on, because you start off with nothing. Yes. Like he was a, a castaway. Gotcha. See? And then had a build stuff and then he's dealing with zombies and skeletons and I would I would imagine you probably dead on for how this movie will open. Yeah. <laughs> Something similar to that. But whatever. <laughs> I get it. I thought Jack Black was gonna do it or be more involved because he loves Minecraft so much. It, it's but. got Jason Momoa, Jack Black, Emma okay. Myers, Danielle Brooks, Sebastian Eugene Hansen, and it's directed by Jared Hess, which I'll get to in a second. So, I mean, it's got a lot of big players in here. It doesn't, I mean, I've only heard Jason Momoa's name as the lead. Okay, there's a lot of people in there. But I actually haven't looked to see if they've said, we'll play Steve. So it may be Jack Black. Mm -hmm. But for my, my intuition is that it's Jason Momoa. Is Emma Myers the girl who's in Wednesday? Mm-hmm. Man, she's been blowing up. That's it. And we're also getting uh, Jennifer Coolidge is is the newest person signed to the cast for hmm. Legally Blonde. Hmm. Interesting. But here's the fun part about Jared Hess. So Jared Hess, I was like, why do I know that name? Yeah. Um, he directed Napoleon Dynamite and Nacho Libre. So that's why Jack Black, I think, is showing up here. And for, I mean, that those two movies are divisive, I would say. Really? Yeah, like I think people either really like them or really can't stand them. Really? I, I remember Napoleon Dynamite. People were like, "Why are people enjoying this movie?" Because it, it's it's a weird lane of comedy. It's a very distinct. Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite is. You're right, but I think that it's enjoyed because it's weird and different. Oh, very much so. Yeah, it's yeah. different. Uh, and I, I'm on team loved Napoleon Dynamite. So. Yeah, I think it's I, I think it's fun too. And I think that if you come at it wanting a broad comedy, uh, you're gonna be disappointed mm -hmm. because it's got stuff going on in there. Yes. It is definitely weird, mm -hmm. but to me it's that good kind of weird. That's what I'm saying. And Nacho Libre the same way. It's all about Lucadors. Lucadors, yeah. you know? That's really Yeah, and the that stuff isn't that stuff isn't weird for weird's sake. I think it's weird because the writers and they're, yeah. they're weird, just yeah. weird dudes. Yeah, yeah, for That's sure. The way their brains work. Mm -hmm. 
You know, like Wes Anderson. Absolutely. Like his stuff is weird mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't get it. Sometimes I don't get it, but I never begrudge it because I know he didn't walk in going, hmm, how weird can I be to get noticed? Yeah. That's just his brain is just like that. Yes. And because you do come across art sometimes and you know it and I know it. You it's come weird across, just for the sake of being yes. weird. So if I make this weird. Looking at you, A24. Just kidding. <laughs> No, like, and that that definitely is a lane, and I don't think that Jared Hess falls into no. that. Um, that, but the the hope I get from it is that for as weird as those, for as unique as those two properties are, unique's a good word. Yeah, it's better than weird. Yeah, distinct. Yeah, uh, for as unique as those properties are, there still are universal humor in both of them. Yeah, yeah. And so that has me like it makes me excited for a Minecraft movie that I probably <laughs> otherwise wouldn't be because it's going to be like I I know of Minecraft, but. It, they have no story to go off with, so they could play around a lot. Right. And these seem like guys that know how to play that's fun for everybody. Yeah. So that has me excited. But yeah. it's, it's a video game movie based on a video game that specifically has no story. I'm like, is. why are you choosing that for a, a, a jumping off point? Uh, they made a battleship movie. True. <laughs> and, and, and that support, yeah, I, they did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Jared Hess was also interviewed about it. He's like, you know, about his experience coming into Minecraft. He's like, what What are your concerns going forward? And he said, I think anybody that does any IP, they just want to avoid a ugly Sonic situation. <laughs> he tells the Salt Lake Tribune, I just can't disappoint the 10-year-olds or they're going to murder us. Uh, he also explained more about how the film came out. Uh, came about. I was developing a movie with Legendary Pictures, and that one didn't happen. They called me and said, "Hey, we're going to be working with Warner Brothers on Minecraft. Do you have any interest?" And our kids play that game. I'm like, "Yeah." And they said, "Come with a take." And he said, "I did." And we had a meeting. And trying to adapt something that doesn't have a story—it's an open sandbox game. I like the challenge. There's, there's got to be a ridiculous fun movie here, and there is. So it sounds like he's going into it to have fun and to make okay. it for ten-year-olds. Cool. <laughs> I'm no, I'm kind of now. I'm a little more interested in seeing by who's behind it because mm-hmm. I love Nacho Libre way more than Napoleon Dynamite. Hot take. Yeah, I think that's great. Okay, and I often think about every. This is why I know a movie sticks with me and it's good when stuff happens in life mm-hmm. that makes you think of the movie. Yes, like and you don't want to think okay. of the movie, but you always do. But every time I see, I see Chimeo corn, the Mexican <laughs> corn with the mayonnaise, and the, I think of that movie yes. because that's that funny gag where he just keeps walking around. He just <laughs> he always has the corn. <laughs> that's it. See, that's skeleton, skeleton, something like that. Yeah, I forget what it is. <laughs> oh, and that's the it. Becomes a, well, it becomes a life bit. Escalito. Esquelito. I think that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's great. Yeah. And and the fact that I like the Jack Black, I think, is the same way. But when the creators have kids that are invested yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. like, oh, I'm making this for my kids, it usually is an indication of, oh, they're going to, you know, they're putting the effort in. Mm-hmm. They're doing this more than just for the paycheck. Uh, Mortal Kombat 2 just finished filming. So we're getting Mortal more Mortal Kombat. Kombat. <laughs> uh, the first one is an actually excellent over the top action sci fi movie. I guess you'd call it sci-fi, but uh, we're getting more of that with just the interesting details that Shao Kahn's going to be in it, so we're going to see some soul-stealing in there. Did Mortal Kombat, the video game itself, was on like 11, I think? Yep. Wow. uh, Well, technically, I think they went back to one. 
like numbering system, but I think it's called Mortal Kombat One, but it's like the eleventh or twelfth in yeah, the series. Yeah, something like that. And it's still crazy. There's still new fatalities, and I'm like, how are they? Like, I I watch the you can see the clips because the fatalities are now the selling point of it. I was like, oh, what are they? How do they level it up? And it's like, holy crap! Like, if they had done this on Super Nintendo, they were like, my parents freaked out about the Super Nintendo yeah, 16 yeah. bits skeleton yeah, that yeah, came yeah. out. And then you look at these fatalities now, it's like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, me and uh, me and my boys were looking through the stuff that's on the Xbox store. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I saw that Mortal Kombat 10 million or whatever it is. <laughs> and I was like, man, I was like, I used to, I was like, I played that game in college, guys. Do you yeah. realize that? And they're like, oh, yeah, was it big? And I was kind of schooling them on like how I was like, you realize that when that game came out, it was so innovative because it was one of the first games that in Prince of Persia that used like actual people. Yeah. That they kind of. I don't know what the technology is. It's kind of like a rotoscope, but it's not. Yeah, a little bit um, of motion capture yeah, in there. That, yeah, that they use real people to, and we thought it looked like so real. And I like, you look at it now, and it's so chunky. And but at, I had explained to him at the time, you know, what before what we had was Street Fighter, which were like these anime looking. Yep. And, and they were awesome looking, but this was like, oh my gosh, this looks like a real guy with real blood. Then you yeah. go back and look at it, and it's like. The, the, the like claymation ketchup blood yeah. is the funniest thing. Get over here. Oh, it's ridiculous. And it's still going. That is the crazy part. And the movies are still going, which yeah. it, they're not great. It's it, <laughs> The first Mortal Kombat was a beloved, terrible movie. Yeah. The new Mortal Kombat deserves to be a beloved, terrible movie. <laughs> the people I know that have seen it, we all love it, but it, it's Mortal Kombat. But it's good enough that we're getting a second one, which means that that makes me happy because like, it's not just, it's kind of like the life is reforming again when you see like the bad things happening on the street or whatever. It's just that the little B movies that would normally get canceled are getting longer life, mm-hmm. you know? Things are things are restoring a little bit. <laughs> and it's not just your, your big blockbusters or nothing. Yeah. That makes me happy. And then uh, just to wrap up the video game news, um, we're getting some TV shows, uh, more live action uh, appropriations, mm-hmm. but... Gravity Rush is going to be the big one, which is sort of a weird choice because it was more of a slept-on game, but that is opening the gate for Horizon, New Dawn series, and Mm. God of War TV series. Mm. So I don't know what made everybody decide, oh, we're going to, maybe it's the Marvel burnout, I don't know, but everybody's like, we're going to try the video game well again, Uh because now it's it's a big push by multiple fronts. It is, many fronts. Yep. All those properties were Sony, but the God of War show is going to Netflix and the Horizon show is going to Amazon Prime. So they're just sort of putting it all out there for everybody. Wow. It's playing with fire with these properties, man. Playing with fire. I mean, they are putting beloved ones out there. That's it. Because, you know, the Fallout one's dangerous. Um, but so far what I've seen looks good and Evil Ted's there. So hopefully, yes, hopefully that's going to be fine. But. I'd say God of War was even more scary to me. It's true. I think people, um, I think people either love their Fallout or love to hate Fallout mm-hmm. and still love it. Yeah, yeah. It's like a bad girlfriend <laughs> or boyfriend. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But God of War, the people I know who love God of War love God of War. They really do, and they love love it. I've never really heard anyone go like that game's trash. It's either I love it or it's not for me. And it has a very specific story, which yeah. is easier for the writing team because, you know, stick with that. It's proven to be true. Yeah. But. Exactly. That's the that's the problem. <laughs> but. You say easy. That's the problem with that, though. The advantage Fallout has is that it's a different story every single game. That's it. 
And when you have something, a specific story, people get locked into it. It's the problem people had with the Star Wars sequels is they were expecting to get the book adaptations mm-hmm. of the those EU books. Yes. Uh, and they didn't. A lot of people were mad about that. So Makes sense. If Unless you're going to just sit there and follow it exactly. Which people would make even a different group of people grumpy. Right. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Ooh. Uh, that's why I, I, Ooh, I'm, risky. Put, I'm putting my my Vegas two dollar bet on the Horizon series because, because I, nobody knows nobody knows about it. it. Yeah, and that's what I think. That's why Last of Us was as big as it was. Right, like it deservingly so. It was a great show. Yeah, but I also think it had the where did this come from little boost mm-hmm. to it because most people didn't know, didn't have an established idea for it. I have a feeling. I fingers crossed because I love it so much. But I have a feeling Warhammer Forty Thousand might be in that same boat because I don't think a lot of Americans, especially, know what the heck that is. Not once you start talking about the things that happen in the warp and right. all that. It's like what? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Hmm. That's that might be the the key. The we again we always say it. We ain't got a we ain't got a dog in this hunt. But if we ever did start a production company, it seems it seems the key is to look for things that were successful to a point. Successful in a little pond. Yes, that you can go put in the ocean and go look what this little Exa- pond has. Exactly. Yeah. Because if even if you anger those people, there's yeah. it's small enough. <laughs> right. That's it. Oh, no, we're turning into the, the corporate fat cats now. We figured it out. We just got to find a small enough group to all take right. their money from them. And we take their yeah, idea and we sell it to this other group. Yeah. yeah. None the wiser. They're all fish. <laughs> <laughs> the big fish eats a little fish. You know, that's, that's what no, they say. That's it. Yeah. Business concluded. This cigar is choppable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but speaking of business, here's some more upcoming business. But this is near and dear to our hearts. This is Star Wars business. Ooh. We're getting more Ahsoka. We're getting more Mando. Mm. And we're getting more Filoni just in general. Yeah. You got a big promotion. That's it. He got the promotion. And to give a little bit more details on those things, uh, uh, we are getting an Ahsoka season two. Yeah. In, confirmed to be in development after Skeleton Crew and Acolyte. Those are still on the table as well. Mm. Newly added to the slate is uh, John Favreau was given a movie mm. called Mandalorian and Grogu. Oh. And it's a movie going to be based in the Mandalorian world. Oh, wow. To continue the, it, it, as it seems, to continue the story set forth in the show. Whether it will, how directly soon after, hasn't been told yet, but mm. it's Mandalorian and Grogu right on the title and then poster. Oh, wow. Um, and then with that news, Dave Filoni is also getting a movie of his own, but they haven't given any details. It won't be a Mando, mm. but it will be a Dave Filoni Star Wars movie. <sighs> Dave Filoni Star Wars, officially branded. Wow. So that's in the works. Um, that, that That is sort of similar to the slate we've been given last year with a few 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 sort of slashes, but we're still getting Skeleton Crew and more Mando. It's just it's switching over to the theaters as opposed to the small screen. I'm wow. curious to see how that goes. I am too, and I'm also, yeah, I've, I might put a pin in this. I'm not sure. <laughs> you like to like call stuff, and then you're often right. <laughs> But I'm I get scared. But <laughs> I only but, bring up the things I'm right about. I'm wrong about a lot of stuff. But I'm just wondering if if Filoni is and I mentioned this on the pod before though, but I'm wondering if Filoni is gonna clone more the sequels. Because the prequels were derided and and only like the little kids the millennial kids really liked it. Yep. But then Filoni started doing with with Lucas doing the clone wars and 
it kind of ended up softening a lot of the rough edges and hate for the prequels, I think. And yeah, giving something for the fans to keep going. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I and I think that when you look at the prequels through a Clone Wars lens, yes, a lot of people like them more. Oh, they definitely did get a reevaluation. This, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I'm wondering if Filoni in, can do that again because of the sequels okay. have their issues and their detractors and mm-hmm. everything that nobody likes. But some people do like them just like some people like the prequels. Yeah, yeah. But I'm wondering if he can make some kind of... Because they're going to be playing in this in-between time mm-hmm. just like he played in the in-between time. So it makes me wonder if he's going to have some, make some kind of lenses... Some kind of rose-colored glasses that when you look at the sequels... Just going, nah, man, you misheard. This is what we really meant the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can dig that. Because the... And it's true. As someone who wasn't a big fan of the prequels, when you watch the prequels with Clone Wars animated series knowledge, Mm -hmm. there's there's so much more in there. Oh, it adds... Yeah. It adds a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like he was like, what was in your head, George? Because George did something that he understood because it was all in his head. Yeah. Filoni was like, what was in your head, George? And then he put it out there for us to see what was in his head. So then we see it and we're like, oh. It makes sense now. Yeah. Lucas, you silly silly goat. (laughs) Yeah. So does that mean you think he will continue to play in the Ray side? It makes me wonder. It makes me wonder if he's going to... Because they we've had little hints of like cloning and them trying to like tug at the strings of like because they the yeah thing, they, they are laying the groundwork for right yeah. and the thing that they make fun of so much online is like is that line where he's like nobody Palpatine came back we don't know how and then everyone's like oh that's such lazy writing which it is but if there's this whole runway where he they explain it. Everything's going on in secret, yeah. And then there's going to be this generation, just like the Clone Wars generation, that grows up seeing this Filoni-verse, and then they take a look at the sequels, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They, they didn't know how it was done, but I know how it was done because <laughs> Filoni explained it all. That could be it. Like, there is an explanation. The audience is grim because they haven't been given it yet. Right. I like it. Maybe. Eh. We'll see if he can do that magic. He's at least smart enough to do real good revisionism where it does make sense, even if it's not, you know. Right, what, that's what, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, no, we, we added a reason. You like it? Yeah. People are like, I guess so. And he's like, cool. Here's, <laughs> here's the next new thing. I got a new hat. <laughs> he's like, and you have hair. No. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a really good dungeon master. Oh, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> he would probably be... I. Uh, he absolutely must play some form of top, tabletop. Uh, he seems like that type of nerd. Yeah. But I would, I would pay a subscription fee to watch him do a live role play, yeah. live play D and D, some sort of tabletop yeah. game. <laughs> you just sit there watching the whole time. You forget you're playing. He's like, "So what do you do?" And it's like, "Oh wait, oh I was just listening uh, to you." Okay, <laughs> uh, my character uh, falls asleep. <laughs> but yeah, more Star Wars. Um, it does. It it it's the trend we've been talking about a little bit. Everybody seems to be slowing down, so there isn't too much on the slate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the things that are coming, more Ahsoka. I'm I'm glad for that. Yeah. And then more Mando. We'll see if they make it 90 minutes. Probably won't because it is going to be movie format, so wow. it won't be perfect movie length. <laughs> but hopefully, this won't be like a four hour like. It's not the 80s anymore, Mikey. I know. I want it to be so bad though. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 2. Guarantee you that's. <laughs> guarantee you that's like 92 minutes. <laughs> 
Oh, but yeah. And then I have this in my notes just because my brain had had to have this resolution. But uh, Witcher season four is also coming. Oh, we're getting more Witcher. But who's in it? Exactly. That was my the, the begging question. Uh, cool fact: Lawrence Fishburne will be in it. Oh, well, that's cool. So we'll get Morpheus as a character that's actually in the world from the books. Mm. Um, but Henry Cavill it will no longer be Geralt. No. And it is confirmed that Liam Hemsworth oh, okay. will be taking on the mantle, okay. the role. Well, we'll see how that works. I can see it. I can see it, too. Yep. Yeah. He's almost a little too plain for Geralt. Like, he needs a little bit... Uh, he, he he can uh, They can add this in, you know, he can work on it, but yeah. he, he does need a little weirdness edge to him. See the one... Is he still with Miley Cyrus? Was he with Miley Cyrus? He's the Miley Cyrus boyfriend. Sure. One, I think. Maybe. I say yes. <laughs> Mikey doesn't keep up with some celebrity <laughs> dating news. I don't know why I know that. <laughs> I uh, I think Liam's the underrated Helmsworth. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. Thor gets all the, the love because he's out there on the Marvel posters. Absolutely. But I've enjoyed the stuff that Liam does. Mm. And like... For a more reserved gravitas holding things in character, you know, the little brother living in the shadow, you could you could add that to it. Yeah. Him. Yeah. It's true. But that is the answer. Liam Hemsworth will be the new Geralt of Rivia taking mm-hmm. over for Witcher season four, uh, in production currently and uh slated for release later this year. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's old school changing the person that's in, it in the show. I yep. mean it's I I guess I, I don't know if I want to say I'm used to it because of me watching so much TV and knowing that they did it in Bewitched. <laughs> and they've done, they used to, man, you know where they did that stuff all the time was in soap operas. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Holy for holies. Yeah. And they'd had that, that funny voiceover. Have you ever seen that voices? Where they're like, the role of blah, yeah. blah, blah will be played by. Yes. Yeah. They, like they do in the theater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tonight's role of Diane the evil mom was yes. played by yeah. Yeah. And that that used to be a soap opera thing, but now you've got me thinking like this hasn't been a thing in a while that somebody high profile was like we hear about it either after the fact or before it happens like right. this person wasn't a good fit, they right. were canceled or whatever. Back to the future. We, yeah, we brought in this person. Yeah. But this is now season 4 of a show and right. lead actor is different. Yeah. And they would all they would never do that. Um, they did it like in the sixties. Yeah, yeah. And then they stopped. They would kill off the character or make them go away or make them be gone <laughs> or make them move. Mm-hmm. Um, but they always did it in soap operas. That's I know a- this because my mom used to watch her stories. Nah. Um, but they would they would keep a character going forever, and multiple different people would play them. There you go. Or you'd have people like Susan Lucci, who was on it for like 50 years or something <laughs> crazy. This would be my character. Be like Harrison Ford. The character dies with me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, two different lanes. But I, I think Witcher could get away with it. I don't think it will suffer. Not having Henry Cavill, it will be a different show. But I think yeah. they could lean into it and make it different for the better. Well, the thing about it, it's going to be interesting to see how he plays Geralt. Because Henry Cavill, you don't really see him in there. Yes. He did a good job of transforming himself into that character. For sure. It's the it's man, that guy. He's a he's a really <laughs> handsome nerd who has very good acting range. It's true. 
Wow. Somebody online called him one of those um actually guys, but he's too handsome to get mad at him for it. <laughs> like the kind of nerd. It's actually like, um, actually, it should, which he does. It's pretty funny, uh-huh. but it's just the way he has conversations. Oh, and it, you could make the argument, but it is pretty funny. He's too, he's too handsome to get mad for being the um actually guy. That's crazy. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Just proves he's a uber nerd like we think. I love that guy so much. He's like (laughs) our. He needs to be put on the top of the nerd pedestal. I love the fact I I saw like this little outtake thing. You know how he he plays Sherlock Holmes in the Millie Bobby Brown Alona Mm -hmm. Holmes thing, and um, there was this outtake where she like she's supposed to hit him like smack him in the chest. Yeah, you know, and his chest is made of steel pretty much. But she, she smacks him in the chest and he goes, ow. And she just loses it because it's. Yeah, I can't no hurt you, Henry. Yeah, right? <laughs> You've hurt my pride, the most sensitive thing I have. Uh, and then just a little bit of silly to give us a button to end on. Uh, the 50th anniversary of Saturday Night Live is next year. Whoa. 2025. It's been on for 50 years. Crazy. And that means Lauren Michaels has been around for 50 years. That's true. Except for that little hiatus he L- had. A little bit of hiatus. Yeah. Uh, but it also is the point that he's chosen to say, I think the 50th anniversary will be my passing of the torch time. I'd oh, like to yeah. be there to see it happen and then part ways when it does. Yes. And in his place, he says it's most likely going to be Tina Fey. Yes, we we talked. There was we rumors about, about before, this before, yeah, yeah. But it's it's pretty much confirmed as from Lauren Michaels' the, the mouth himself. Well, we just got to wait till next year. But I did I had fifty years, man. I had no idea. I knew it was a long running institution, but it's weird when you hear the number. It makes so much sense for Tina Fey though, because when she was head writer of that show, it reignited that show absolutely because i remember there's always that thing that where ta- everyone talks about saturday Night live being like the best one is the one that was on when you were in high school yes and it's had its ups and downs and um there are definitively quote-unquote bad seasons and bad casts mm-hmm. but i remember that when i was in high school it was the sandler rock i mean farley i mean that's it's legendary at this point yes i would argue that there's like there's were four big explosive eras of the show. There's there's, a, the, there's only so many eras they made DVD box sets of. Right. Yeah. There's the original cast. Mm-hmm. Then you got the Dana Carvey, Mike Myers, like late eighties, mm-hmm. a Phil Hartman cast. Then you go over to the nineties, Sandler's, Farley, Spade, mm-hmm. all that cast. And then to me is the Tina Fey era. Gotcha. Where, you know, that's where Will Ferrell's there and all that stuff. I mean, yes, there's a whole bunch of people later on that came out of there. Um, but there's more piecemeal and individually. When I think of a blockbuster cast is mm-hmm. when, like, almost every single person in With, that cast yeah. went on to becoming our comedic actor pantheon. For sure. Of that era. I got you. You know, and I know, like, there's the Bill Haters out there. and But... There's all, were also other people on that cast that you don't really hear about as much. Mm-hmm. But I really think that those are the big ones. And I know it's been kind of like lately, the only thing that's been that I really hear out of it is the the current weekend update. Yeah. Um, and then whatever clips are viral the next day, right. whether by design or because they're, you know, actually right. worthy of going viral. Because there's a lot of funny stuff going on with Scarlett Johansson's husband. 
and Michael Che. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they do that funny thing every year where they make each other read horrible things that they haven't seen yet. Just read the card, Colin. Yeah. Ron, Ron Burgundy is really funny. Yeah. That's a really funny thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, if you're going to give it to somebody, Tina Fey is a smart choice. No, I agree. She's a funny, funny, funny person. She made a whole... 30 Rock was based off of her experiences at Saturday Night Live. Right, right. And that was like a spinoff that was almost as successful as the original. So. Yeah, I would agree. That show's great, too. Well, I, there there was news that uh, WWE is moving Monday Night Raw to streaming. Random tangent. Um, but <laughs> okay. you made me think that maybe that's how Saturday Night Live gets its new new legs is going oh. to. Because we, we talked about it at the start of the show. Appointment viewing is no longer a thing. Exactly. You're right. So I can't think of a market. Your kids aren't sitting to watch a, a show on Saturday night. They only see the stuff on YouTube and Instagram, the stuff mm-hmm. that gets shared. So there is yeah. bubblings of like... I get you wouldn't call it on demand, but I guess appointment shows are coming to streaming services uh-huh. to remain appointment viewing. Right? Maybe that maybe that's a lane that they can consider. I don't know. Yeah, You're gonna have to do something because it's not nearly as relevant as it used to be. Yeah, even for the argument of you know, oh, it's for the generation that you know, yeah, that's current. It yeah. it it seems less. No, there's too much competition. I mean, it used to be the thing where it was the thing to watch when you came home from partying that was it and you rolled in and saturday night live was on so you'd watch it or we were in middle school having sleepovers and saturday yeah, yeah, night yeah. live was saturday night was staying up and you watch yeah. saturday night live yeah bad monster movie and yeah. then <laughs> try not to be sick from all the candy and yeah. soda that you had yeah but there's too much competition with social media video games streaming i believe it on demand everything there's just too much we'll see what on. tina fey does with it maybe she'll bring it back I bet you you it'll probably be something good. We'll see how it goes. But that is my nerd alerts. That's all I got for February. Shutting down the feed. One of these days we'll have sound effects. No, we won't. We like making them with our, we like doing live fully with our voice. That's the best. It is the best. One of my favorite videos is an old school video of the Disney Foley guys Mm -hmm. showing how they do Foley to like that train animation yeah yeah oh, I love uh it. the 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 exorcist the notorious scene with the head spinning uh-huh. uh the cracking sound for yeah. for the spine was the director's wallet why, little, why does his wallet sound like that I, that's the better question i know right but yeah that was the perfect bone cracking creaking why sound does his wallet sound like bone? who knows but there's some Foley, t- maybe, Foley trivia for Maybe you. he was a guy who didn't like to have to pay, so he wanted a wall that sounded disturbing when he pulled. No, don't. No, you don't have to pay. I can't. It sounds like someone's neck breaking. It sounds like a real tight wallet for sure. <laughs> That's what <it'll>, uh, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh, That's hilarious. Well, thank you, Mikey. That was a great version of Nerd Alerts. Version? That was a great edition of Nerd Alerts. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's the uh, video game edition. Well, kind of, yeah. And not only do we have Nerd Alerts, we have, we're we going to start doing some podcast alerts at the end of Nerd Alerts. Yeah. Yeah, so we got some fun stuff coming up for you in the coming month. Um, we like Godzilla Minus One so much, we're going to go back and watch some of the other God's, new Godzillas. That's it. We talked yeah. about it a little bit on the episode. It's yeah. like, oh, there's so many references and, and influences in here that are sort of blind spots. Let's correct it. Yeah, so we're going to do some reassumptions of the newer Godzillas, the Shin Godzilla and the all-out monster attack 
version of Godzilla. There it is. Um, we're also starting a new build a crew. We just started build a pirate crew. Um, we picked our boat and we're gonna pick the captain, and then the captain's gonna pick all the other crew members. That's it. Um, we got some hopefully some really good interviews coming up in the works. And uh, this year we have decided to do creep out Kevin. Yeah. Uh, so Mikey is going to start me off slow and run me through horror movies to get see if he can get me to like them. We're putting the positron method to the test. Yes. Does it, I don't have to fully convert you. That won't be the goal. Yeah. But no. we are going to give it the old good old positron yeah. try. <laughs> and it'll be a nice lead into the spooky season eventually. Yes. So we'll get there. But yeah, there is some horror on the horizon. So look forward to that. Yeah. And we look forward to hearing from you. You can find us on all our social medias at Assuming Pod, uh, Facebook, Instagram, XYZ, <laughs> um, threads, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, you can also send us a Gmail, assumingpositions at gmail.com. Hey, Mikey, how do you want me to format that Gmail? Here's what you can do to, be, to make all the CEOs and fat cats happy that are all talking <laughs> about it. Write me a really hot opinion that I will read and that will disappear from my computer <laughs> and I will, will never own it or be able to repeat Ooh, it. Like Snapchat style. Snapchat. Just send me, you're wrong about this and blah, 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 blah. And then Mission Impossible, self-destruct in 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's a good one. Uh, if you want to support what we do here on the podcast, I've said it a million times. I'm going to say it again. Podcasting is not free. Uh, so if you want to help us out, um, bringing you fun content every week. You can buy us a coffee. So we don't have to buy our coffee, and we can put that coffee money towards the podcast. That's it. It actually helps keep the lights on, because I drink the coffee, and then I run around switching on the light switches, and yeah. power keeps you going. You put them on a little dribble. Yeah. A little dribble wheel. <laughs> Look lights. at him, Richie. He's like a bug. <laughs> uh, buymeacoffee.com slash pod. We want to thank you guys so much for listening. You're the best positrons ever were. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week. We also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing. Not Scott Productions for our equipment and Jazzar for our music. We hope you guys have a good time this week. We will see you next week with some fun content. Keep those alerts nerdy. Yeah. Stay nerdy. Talk nerdy to me. I just did. <laughs>